What up? Welcome. Ayo. Welcome to the Welks. KJ Podcast. Oh, people. We are glad that you're choosing to hang with us. My name is Jake. I'm here with Taylor. Taylor, yeah. And we we combined over 14 years of student ministry experience. Combined. So if you if you were questioning our credentials at any point, just know you're in good hands right yeah, now. Yeah, we man, we've combined been doing this. And if I steal, if I steal from the fact that my dad did student ministry, I'm I'm looking at like 30 years. I have nobody to steal. I'm the one and only pastor in my family. Okay, so, so you- if we're talking medical sales though, man, lots of years. <laughs> so anyway, hey, we're glad that you are with us. And here's kind of the premise of this podcast. We want to talk about something that we like, and that's movies. So every week we're going to pick a different movie to talk about. And we also love talking about ministry. And so mm-hmm. we're going to try to combine those two things, movies and ministry, in a way that hopefully stirs your brain a little bit to think how you can be better at being around students, being around junior hires, being around high schools, asking better questions, being a better leader, being a better coach. But we're going to do it in a way that hopefully is fun, hopefully makes you laugh, what makes you think a little bit. And we're excited to do that with you guys. Yeah, this is for you student pastors, you student volunteers at any level. We really do want to have fun. That's why we choose movies. Movies, I think anybody that's listening to this loves movies to some some degree. Mm-hmm. And we, we have fun discussing them with our friends. And so we're going to do that through the vein of student ministry. And we hope that this is something that you send to somebody. Yes, this is yes. good information at the end that you got something from it. And maybe you didn't and you just laughed and you thought it was entertaining and that's why you sent it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you laugh a little bit. I, I mean, I, we laugh at ourselves a lot, so that'll work. So yeah. if, if you- <laughs> If anything, we're going to enjoy this next hour. We enjoy this. You may not. Yeah. Uh, last week, we talked about the movie, The Dark Knight. Good. Great movie. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy that movie, go check it out. This week, new movie, drum roll, drum roll, please. It's- Jumanji. Woo! Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. jungle. Yes. So this isn't the Robin Williams one. No. This is the new era first of two parts. Yes. There's a newer one that came out more recently. We went the old one to mm-hmm. get you in on this. Quick, quick before we kind of hop in, I'll go. I mean, for me, I did not expect to like this movie. No. What's interesting about the Jumanji, all the movies, the old ones and the newer ones, I feel like you look at the concept of the movie. It's kind of lame. It's kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Board game, video game, you get sucked into it. You know how they get you to watch these movies? They get good actors. They do get big name actors. Big name actors. I would not have watched this one if it wasn't for The Rock and Kevin Hart. Would yeah. not have seen it. Or, yeah, and they, Jack Black. Yeah, they have everybody. I mean, so there's, they do a great job of bringing in big time talent to then. Oh, and like, Nick, Nick Jonas. Dude. Yeah, Nick Jonas. <laughs> to work around this. Smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I when I watched the movie the first time, Low expectations, laughed a ton. And oh, I thought man. it was hilarious. And <laughs> I was watching it last night in Victoria. My wife was doing work in, in the office, which connects to our <laughs> TV room. And four or five times she had to like pop her head. I'm like, what's so funny? Cause I was staying like I was sitting on my couch, like snickering like a little like junior high boy. Like <laughs> the movie's funny. Dude, it's, a, it's sneaky it's good. It's a funny movie. It's a it's basically what they've accomplished is the new Jumanji is it's a teen movie. Yeah with adult actors. Mm -hmm. And so they're able, they basically pull off this, like the parent trap switch thing. Yep. And that is usually always funny. Initially, this movie's man, it manages to be funny the whole time. Well, yeah. And Mm -hmm. too, some of the actors have these persona in their real lives. The rock is this massive dude. That's supposed to be tough. Yep. And in the movie, he's not, he's a scared 
high school boy trapped in the rock's body yeah and then you have like jack black who's a big gross dude and it's a it's this petite a little girl yeah so yeah it's it's great this movie's funny and so we're gonna we're gonna spend some time talking about it and the way we do it on on this podcast is we kind of have different categories and we spend some time talking about each different category and so we're gonna jump right in and let's get this thing rolling The mom pitch. All right, so the mom pitch. This one's tough. This one's very tough. This is what it is. You have your small group. You have your your junior high boys, your junior high girls, your high school group, whatever it may be. You want to have on a Wednesday night, Thursday night, you want to have your group over. You want to watch a movie, but you have to convince mom. You have to convince the moms of the group to let your student watch this movie. And I'll tell you, this out of all the the segments that we do on this show, this is the hardest one. Yeah, how do you get mom on board? And I listen, I have the correct answer to this. Uh, this movie, this is what you tell mom. This movie's anti-cell phone. Ooh. This movie's anti-cell phone. The main, I don't know any of these girls' names. The so the the Beth, like, Bethany. Bethany. The pretty one. The pretty one. The yep. pretty girl. Jack Black. She's obsessed with her phone. And she like they which sidebar. This movie does a, a good job of depicting teenage life, I think, in that opening like 10, 15 minutes. It's pretty funny. Oh, 100%. It's pretty spot on in, in the way they do that. And so she's she's very obsessed with herself. She's very obsessed with taking pictures of herself. She's on her phone all the time. Mm-hmm. And just those dynamics that in those conversations she have are great. Later in the movie, she just she makes some comments about how being away from her phone for so long she's realizing that she actually has other traits that are valuable. She's actually mm-hmm. smart. She actually can like do these things. She actually can add value in a way other than just being pretty. And so my mom pitch is, hey, if your kid is on your phone too much, way too much, watch this movie and at the end, they're gonna wanna use their phone less. Mom pitch, beat that. And you'll have uh, a smaller phone bill at the end of the month. We're talking, this This just really bleeds into a lot of different aspects mm-hmm. of, of the nuclear family's life. Okay, here's my mom pitch. You ready? Mm-hmm. Very simple statement. Know your role. <laughs> you got to know your role. However, know your role. Know who you are as a person. These are high school people. They're jumping into new bodies. They have these new skills in Jumanji. They have different personalities. They have different talents. And they're trying to figure out, how do I fit? Like, what does this mean now that I once was this weak high schooler? Now I'm the rock Dwayne Johnson. And I can beat somebody up. You have to figure out who you are. That's very important to figure out who you are and doing that in a way uh, that you're not trying to be something that's destructive. But here's the second thing that I love about this movie is it's okay to jump out of your lane. It's okay if you are a high school and you're a jock and you hang out with the nerd kid. It's all about clicks. It's all about uh, I don't know them, so I don't hang out with them. I love this movie because it breaks down those lanes within Jumanji and you have a jock hanging out with a nerd who's hanging out with this popular girl who's hanging out with this girl that's going to go to Harvard because she's brilliant. It's, it's just, hey, mom, listen, this is teaching your kid that it's okay to jump out of your circle every now and again. Yep. Go 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 explore. Yeah, it's, a, it's a teen movie. It's a teen movie. This yeah. is a good, it's a good teamwork movie. It talks about, hey, what what skills do I have? What can I bring to the table? But also, I love what you said. It forces you to maybe branch away from who you're like normally around all the time. Yeah. Hopefully, encourage you to do that a little bit. So, I mean, I think that I think there's no reason that you shouldn't be watching <laughs> that you shouldn't be watching this movie after those two. I would say that this is a, a fairly uh, easy pitch to, to parents. This movie, Jumanji's pretty. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's easy. Yeah, it's good. They learn about teamwork. They'll stop wanting to use their phones. It's great. It's great all around. 
would Alex, Nick Jonas, make a good student coach? <laughs> I, I, we should say this. So it, we both are at a church where we use the vernacular coach for coach is the person that is like your volunteer, your you're uh, leading a small group. Yeah, leading a small group. And so we're going to talk about like, would, would the character Alex, who's played by Smoke Show, Woo-hoo! Nick Jonas. I, so I read on like internet research a little bit. I read that it was supposed to be, you know who it was supposed to be? Who? It was supposed to be Tom Holland. Really? But he was busy doing a Spider-Man Marvel movie. Oh my so, gosh, geez. get your priorities yeah, right, come on. Tom. We could add- Tom, listen, if you're listening to this... <laughs> You got messed up, man. Tommy Holland. You know what's funny, though? Tom Holland, Mm -hmm. Nick Jonas, like they're the same person. person. (laughs) Exactly. Like they, they, I feel like they play the same role within movies. Uh, Random question. Yeah. Uh, Growing up, were you a big Jonas Brothers fan? Oh, yeah. Big time. Like Camp Rock, Year 3000, like you you loved all of that. I was like Love Bug album. Love Bug. So that's the album. World War Three. That so that album. It's or just, they're in the just, rain with umbrellas. That's when I like jumped out of. <laughs> All of uh, Jake's uh, fashion inspiration came from early two thousands. Uh, Jonas Brothers. Well, yeah. So also because Jonas Brothers. So like I said earlier, my, so my dad's a pastor, and so I wasn't allowed to do things like I mean, what's it's just good. That's not no, all bad. No, no, for sure. Because but Jonas just, Brothers was just way too secular. Yeah. So but you know, no, what I'm but Jonas Brothers. I they were like my one of my it might have been Taylor Swift, but it, Jonas Brothers hot on their heels like first non-christian i'm doing air quotes like non-christian yeah. band because there was articles about like john brothers are like christian adjacent well because their dad was a pastor yeah so if only we knew that when we were young it would have been a much easier mom pitch dad you, pitch, right. you know to watch the album so actually uh a jonas brothers in this movie you should totally watch it um all right so the premise of this is do we think that uh alex the the air pilot guy would make a good student coach and if you listen last week we talked we asked questions about if we thought the joker from the dark knight would be a good student coach and i'm gonna say i'll say this quickly i think that alex from this movie would be a way worse student coach than the joker absolutely <laughs> terrible i am uh, taking the joker 10 times yeah, out of dude, 10 this guy sucks over man. alex he would be a I think he'd be a terrible coach, and there's a there's a bunch of like sure he has some redeeming qualities, I guess. But a couple couple. So we're agreeing on this, okay? Yeah, Just like, don't we don't we don't agree coach. usually. If you if you model your life after Alex, don't try to be a student coach at my church. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can refer you, you to some some churches down the street. Yeah, you are not, but coming. not here. I will say the one cool thing about him, dude, mm-hmm. that jacket that he wears, that, is a that, that's jacket. a dope jacket. I So and he, he kind of goes through this thing because what happens is he shows up in the movie, mm-hmm. he rescues them out of nowhere. You're not expecting him to come. Yep. And he does a couple cool things, like takes them through this thing, and you're like, oh man, this guy's going to be awesome. And oh, then you get back dope. to his hideout and you realize that this dude is just afraid of everything. He's a jabroni, dude. He's a, he, He's a jabroni hiding from everything, making random people margaritas. Not even good margaritas. It seems Terrible like they margaritas. Even that good. No, I think I think the whole the whole behind that was the fact that they were both nerds. Didn't like margaritas. They don't. They don't like alcohol. They yeah. never had it before. Uh, I didn't get the joke. Obviously, it, it, like when they first like kissed, yeah. and it was just like <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, know what they were doing. Yeah. So he kind of just here's his premise. He's supposed to. He was stuck in. He's stuck in this game, and he's been stuck in this game for like 20 years, mm-hmm. and he has been stuck on one life. And so really like the, the bigger picture, we might talk about later, the big picture part of this movie is, hey, I, I have lots of confidence when I know I have three lives. When I only have one life left, 
I lack a bunch of confidence. I'm not sure if I can do what I want to do. And so yep. his character suffers from just, he's just unsure. He's, he's afraid to move forward because he doesn't want to do something wrong. He doesn't want to screw up. And but what's also important is he lacks awareness of time, which is huge in this discussion because <laughs> he's been he's been in the game for what we know is 20 years. Yeah. But to him, it's been a few months. It's been a few months. So there's no urgency either on on, on his yeah, end. How is he going to go out of he his He doesn't way? know he's missed out on 20 years of life in the real world. Yeah. How are you going to connect with students? If you, in your head, you think that, oh, like I just talked to him. No, that was like six years ago. You need to have <laughs> awareness, Alex. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a, he's a hermit. He, so listen, this dude, he's been in this game for 20 years. He has recruited one, like what, wait, it's NC non-playable and NPS. He's recruited one NPS <laughs> to be on his side. He's been I in the look, game 20 years. To, to his side though, if these NPSs are trash Yo, you, you're right they're dumb but th- i mean come on he's been in there for a while he can get nice hey, hey alex <laughs> it's called a cheat code all right figure every out. video game has it well, figure think, it out i think that's how he got to his i feel like it was a glitch the way he would get to his place is a glitch i think yeah it didn't make sense to me the tunnel that they exit when they escape it was like a spray painted like graffiti place. yeah it looked like it's it, a glitch dude yeah they're in a jungle and it looked like an alleyway in new york city yeah so i think it's a glitch that's the jake's hot take wow so he found cheat codes, just the wrong cheat yeah, he codes. The wrong, you didn't do any. He found the cheat codes to New York City alleyways and margaritas, not uh, ultimately the stone that got him out. Yeah, and not. What he, are you doing? He wasn't able to get people on board. So I think okay. So he's not all bad. Like he does, he does a few things that are fine. I think like he is kind of smart. I, I think he, I think he pays attention. Like he's able to get through that like booby trap scenario. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you could argue that he's not smart. He's just done it so many times. He understands what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And there, there's a little bit of that too. But but I think he does that. He's able to find the he's able to find the door. He's able to like sneak into these conversations. But I I really think I mean the big thing is like he's dude this dude's out of touch. He's saying fly. He's saying, <laughs> he's saying I, he can't even he can't even speak to the youths. Oh he's my saying, <laughs> golly! That was that was one thing I wrote down. Yeah, was he, he, talk, he talks his, like he's from the his 80s. lingual vernacular is so off. Yeah, listen, you gotta and. Number one rule of being a great coach is you have to know all the lingo. That's not true. <laughs> you really don't. You don't have to know any lingo, but just don't be really bad at it or be bad ironically. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. If you're bad, be bad. Just just own spin it. it. Just yeah. own the bad. Hey, I own know it. what I'm doing. See, okay. One of the things that I thought why- Which he, he did own it. A did little he bit. Though? Not really. Sure, he did. Nah. I don't know. One of the things I said, though, was I was getting this vibe that he could, he can't commit. He doesn't, he doesn't have the capability to commit to this big mission to get out of Jumanji. He finally has the team he's been waiting for, for what he thought was months, but really was I, years. And, and now that he has a team, he, he can't commit to the mission. He knows he's a missing piece in the movie. Commit to it, man. Oh, he would for sure be a flaky coach. He's the type of coach that comes once every month. Yeah, once a month. And the coach that, like, you, they we know that they'd be a great coach. And we know that if they just came more consistently, we're mouthing a name to each other. We're not going to say it. We're going to put anybody on blast, but they would be so good at this job at not even this job, this role. They'd be such a great mentor for people. You know, these people, Ugh. you have them, you know them <laughs> and they come like once a month and or once every two months. And it's like, yo dude, Hey, just show up, be consistent, be about this life, like invest. Cause here's the thing, long term, you, we know this mm-hmm. when we were in, if you were ever in a youth group, yeah, the coaches that you had that showed up once a month, you didn't like those coaches. Oh, they were the worst. And they didn't have any ability to speak truth in your life. If you, if well, you, you come you every once in a while, to them. yeah, why listen to you? 
Why would I listen to so you? I th- yeah, I think Mr. Nick Jonas, Alex, what, what's his last? What's the what's his name? Flight guy. Uh, <laughs> seaplane. Ooh, Alex Seaplane. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, and I he's think I think uh, on top of the commitment issues that he has, he's just scared, and that could be a reason why some of our coaches, some of our volunteers, don't show up because they're just scared to to really dive in. Yeah. for whatever reason, this he's crippled by fear, Alex. True. And they can be scared because poor leadership on me. <laughs> Maybe I haven't empowered you to feel good. But, you know, sometimes sometimes you get sucked into a game of Jumanji. Listen, and you sometimes just gotta, you just got to yeah. get a personal chick out of the nest. And he has to fly. Hey, I, I, can't prepare, I can't prepare you to sneak into the back door of this mm-hmm. massive warehouse and fly a plane. Like, you just got to own it. Yeah. Those yep. are the cards you've been dealt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we can both agree he wouldn't be a good coach because – because of a lot of different reasons that, that we said. So but here's I, here's here's the biggest thing that bothered me. And you said this. There's coaches, there's volunteers that we know are going to be good. Wait, I can cut you off. Okay. I, I think I know what it is. There's a scene in here where he's skipping rocks in like a two-foot pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. All right, that's just poor decision making. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. No. He knows he's good at flying planes. Oh, yeah. His his character was designed to fly planes. He finally gets into this transport warehouse to fly a plane to get to the next part of this game. And he's about to chicken out. If it wasn't for his team around him, he would have he would have been long gone. He would have been in that game for another 20 years. Which hey, hey. Full, full circle. The other people in this movie, I think, would make great like they're great encouragers. Mm-hmm. They're they're great at recruiting. They they brought this guy in that didn't want to be around, and so I think people who are willing to go out of their way to convince people to be a part of this, I think, make great coaches. And and I do think, I do think that if if Alex did jump on board, I think you see at the end. So you see at the end that he he jumps in. He realizes that he has value. He realizes that he adds value. Yep. And once he does that. Like he becomes a great part of their team, mm-hmm. and he, I think he does an awesome job. But like he's super thankful. Yeah. You see at the end, like he names his daughter uh, after Bethany. Yeah. Bethany, right? And mm-hmm. and like so you see, and that's that's like a random. I mean, because I have kids now, I'm like randomly like emotional in that part. I'm like crying, like <laughs> tissue boxes. <laughs> but no, I think I think as as student pastors for us, we have to remind ourselves that we potentially might have some Alexes with within our leadership for our mm-hmm. students. There are some there are some coaches, some volunteers that step in. And they hit the ground running. We don't need to hold their hand. They need they need less of us and, and more of just freedom to to crush it. But we do have some Alex's, and sometimes we have to spend more time with them. Maybe maybe take them out to coffee, take out the meal a couple more times than we usually would for a new person on our team, and coach them up a little bit more. Well, and I think if you're if you're with students, it's the same way. Like every there's students that show up in your group all the time that you're gonna need you're going to need to invest in and convince them to be mm-hmm. a part of what's going on. And I, and I can find myself often just assuming that because it's fun, because I gave you pizza, because like we have a cool, like, like a cool vibe yeah. that you're going to stick around. But in, but in reality, like it's the, it's the connection they need. And so mm-hmm. someone, someone and uses your group, like someone to pull them in and make them a part of the group that's going on. So I think, I think Alex is someone that has the potential to be a great coach, but he doesn't have a lot of the like, 
automatic. He doesn't have as many of like the naturally gifted abilities as like the Joker had. Yeah. To be a great. Yeah. Be a great. He, he's sneaky. The eye test. You look at him with that cool. Uh, again, go back to the cool. jacket. You're like, wow. Yeah, I want him. Yes. I need him on this you team. You go grab and you realize, you know what? I want the guy with face paint. Yeah. From last week. <laughs> so. With the purple suit. Yeah. We'll, we'll take the purple suit guy. We'll take the purple suit. Okay. If Jesus wrecked the fridge's life, how would this movie be different? This one was an easy one for me. Yeah. So premise of this is that we kind of pick a character and we think like, hey, if this character went to went to summer camp, mm-hmm. went to summer camp right before this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and they like summer like summer camp gets a whole gets a hold of them. Mm. Jesus, night Jesus, three, <laughs> cry night. Yeah, Jesus just wrecks their world, and and he shows up, and they like he comes back, and it's like day one of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you show up. We're, we're talking. He's on a Bible reading plan with his small yes, group. He's leader. following through on U version, which that's that's next level. He wants to lead junior high now. <laughs> Hey, how can I get more involved? How can I serve? He's he's trying to serve every ministry hey, you know that on think, your church. I think I have more to offer than just a coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I see your 10% that I'm supposed to type. I'm gonna go eleven. Cause I'm all he's in. all in, which is exciting. And you don't wanna you don't wanna curb that. Like you just wanna make sure that he follows through. And so yep. like what you're doing, what we're doing right now is we're watching this movie and we're trying to help him follow through. Yes. Trying to help him follow through in this decision to pursue Jesus. And so the yeah, go go. Well, I asked this question last time. Yeah. Who's bringing Fridge to Jesus? Oh yeah, we gotta ask this question. Okay, so Fridge, Fridge is Kevin Hart's character, but pre Kevin Hart, it is um, big football player, big football guy. I imagine it's something like Jake in high school. Yeah, I mean, I was at least half as cool. <laughs> <laughs> really, just the football part. Uh, yeah, I also just the football part. Football. And a little back. I mean, Fridge. So you movie opens and you find out that Fridge is. Making his friend Spencer Spencer write his homework assignments for him, and they used to be friends back in grade school. They used to be friends back in grade school, and that causes tension later in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're no longer friends, but so it, he really rolls out right away. And so, I, honestly, you would hope it's Spencer. Like you, if there's so if Spence, if Spencer was able to invite the fridge to summer camp, would he go? And maybe not. They like they split so far apart. We just don't. We don't know any of his other friends. Mm-hmm. We don't see any of the other friends in the movie. You have a good answer for this right mm-hmm. now. You're holding on to one. Go, mm-hmm. go, 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 go. It's the girl that picks him up in front of the freak house. Oh, you're right. It's the cheerleader it's the that che- rolls up and is mm-hmm. like, hey, yo, Fridge, yep. hop in. Uh, there was no hesitation. They were going he, to church. He, they were going to youth group. <laughs> they were going to, yep. to the preschool, like pre- before school, before the bell hits, Bible study. She's a cute girl. Yeah. He's a football player. Use your powers for good. If there, there's a back, <laughs> there's a backstory there for sure. Before this movie takes maybe they, place, maybe they met at summer camp. Maybe it was a one week relationship, and this is like day two they got back. Yeah, and they ultimately don't end up together. No chance. But the fridge has Jesus. Yeah, yes, which is that's the the relationship we want. He have. he's the classic kid that comes to your group. He doesn't care about Jesus. He's there for the free pizza because there's a cute girl that goes mm-hmm. to your church, and that cute girl invited him. Yeah, which and is, that cute girl was was the cheerleader yeah, in this movie, which is ninety percent of guys that come. Yeah. So, like, initially, like, don't, hey, lean into that. Here's a fun one. Yeah, be okay, be okay with that. How does, how does the dad of the freak house, the scary dude, 
how does he lead fringe to Jesus in this in this metaphor in this like hypothetical oh, in the hypothetical? Well, I almost get used- me from A to B. How, almost- how does how does weird dude dad from the freak house lead fridge to Jesus? I think he just scares him into it. <laughs> <laughs> He's the hell and brimstone kind of guy. He's like, look, is, yeah, man, listen, the world. He, what does he say in the movie? He says something on lines of like, the world's a dark place, like right away. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess Spencer's mom says that too. Mm-hmm. I almost. Uh, yeah, those are two things I wrote down. I almost picked both of those characters for something later, but okay. I went somewhere different. But yeah, so Fridge shows up because so imagine initially an obvious change. Hopefully, hey, you know that you you know that hey, Jesus showed up my life. I'm a sinner. Mm-hmm. I I no longer measure up. I gotta make some. I gotta make some integrity choices that are a little bit different. And I would imagine. The, the first most obvious decision is he's probably not asking Spencer to write his papers for him. This movie doesn't even happen. Yeah. The, yeah. They don't go to detention. Go, well, he just wouldn't be in detention. Yeah. Uh, unless something else happened. But because I would imagine, and I think what's cool, and I think this is a good, this is a random thought too, but you can see in this relationship that even though, even though Spencer is the person that, like his future is probably brighter, like smarter kid, get more going yeah. on. In this scenario, he he literally has no power over Fridge. Like mm-hmm. Fridge just says, and Fridge is not even mean. Well, maybe he is being mean. We just don't know. Fridge is like, hey, man, can you help me with this? And then Spencer goes out of his way to help him. And then in the principal's office, Spencer is going to take the rap for him and say, hey, you know, like, I, like I'm making him do. I'm making him make me write. <laughs> well, I think it's very clear Spencer has no friends he has that one friend in PE yes. class but that's it yeah. and i think he's holding on to the good old days with fridge and, yep. and wants that back and will do whatever it takes for fridge to recognize him to, to notice him to be friends with him again when I, so i guess what i'm trying to say is i think what's cool is if in this scenario if fridge if fridge found jesus if he's like i mean my, hey, my life is like, yeah i need grace terribly i think fridge very easily can get spencer on board mm-hmm. because because instantly i think for fridge a couple things are going to change right away one I think he's gonna he's gonna lean back into that relationship yeah. with Spencer because because I, I, I think if like once Jesus shows up in your life, hopefully, and we're all works in progress is obviously that's a problem, but hopefully, because you know that how much grace you've been given by Jesus, mm-hmm. you can offer grace to everybody. So hopefully, you you become less like clicky. Yeah. And now, I granted that's not always true. Like we like come to go to any church in America and yeah. there's just as many clicks. Yep. But I, I think realistically, if we were to really hone into who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for our life, we should be people mm-hmm. that engage with everybody. Yep. hundred percent. And so I think, I think that would change a big part of the movie. Just, yeah. I, I bet that relationship hopefully hmm. would be better sooner. Man, yours was way more uh, spiritual and uh, in depth than, than my answer. Well, so good for you, man. That's basically like you'll I mean, that, find out. That's no, no, that's that's, that's who you are as a person. You're just more of a spiritual figure uh, than I am. Yeah. Here, here's mine. Mine's very easy. This would be a shorter movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. No, this is what I mean by that. The movie they go they uh, it, it's like a, an hour and fifty nine minutes. Mm-hmm. If he has Jesus beginning of this they, they still go to jumanji and everything i think it's gonna be about like an hour and 20 minute movie here's why fridge without jesus finds his finds his identity deeply within the jock of the high school yeah. so when he goes into this this world of jumanji he becomes this this five foot little figure and lacks every good thing that he had in real life he's not he's not physically built he's not big he can't have his dominance over everybody yeah, every perceived good thing 
every perceived good Taylor thing. Taylor did air quotes, but we're on an audio podcast, so you couldn't see. YouTube uh, is right around the corner. <laughs> so, so he when he his identity is in who he was as a football player, jock in high school, goes into this video game, and now he's deeply insecure. Yes, and it leads to a lot of bad things within within this mm-hmm. within this this space of Jumanji, right? And so, if if he's if he has Jesus and his identity is in Jesus. He is, he is still secure, even though he's in a different body in Jumanji. And he doesn't do things like try to pick a fight with Spencer, a.k.a. The Rock in this. Yeah, doesn't push him off a cliff. Doesn't push him off a cliff. If anybody needs their lives to get out of Jumanji, it's The Rock. It's it's Spencer. He yes. ne- You need to preserve his lives. He's the dominant force that's going to get you out of this game. Yeah, he, I mean, and I think this is normal. I think we have to do a better job of recognizing in certain scenarios you may not be the right person for the job yes and this movie talks about that a lot we'll talk about more later but But here's here's the other thing though i think when he jumps into this new body and he sees how small he is and he's not the same person he was he's deeply insecure a little little, i i struggle with that in high school i get it so he thinks his zoology gifting is worthless because it doesn't have to do with like physicality Mm -hmm. yep what if he if he was secure and he just latched onto this ability of zoology they would have gotten out so much quicker if he real at the end of the movie he tamed an elephant (laughs) if he realized that at the beginning they could have skipped everything he could have tamed so many this is you're in jungle bro you're a zoologist you could have somehow tamed other animals and use literally any animal that you think of to get out of this world that would have been a massive yeah get over yourself and get in like yes I, I get it utilize what you're good at and and be okay with that so really what yeah we're if he has his identity in jesus mm-hmm. he's fine jesus jesus wrecks his life i yep. think he becomes way more secure in his new body yep. and he he can really understand that uh i can still use what i have as kevin hart's body for good and i can use y'all zoology to get us out of this place yeah and i, and I think I wrote down a few things. I, I think like as probably, I was speaking, like in, yeah, in, in no, the moment like you're probably writing, probably a few less margaritas. Yeah. In that, <laughs> that one scene. Yeah, the and, second half of the movie, he's drunk on and, margaritas, dude. And which I mean, teach his own, but like I think he what he's doing, and really this all comes because he's insecure. Yeah, he's insecure about his body, and so he's he's like he's doing anything he can to feel mm-hmm. like normal, and he he he's doing that at the cost of the team. Yes, he's doing something that putting the rest of the team in danger. I think, I think if Jesus wrecks his life, one thing for sure he wouldn't do is he wouldn't interrupt that first kiss. He'd let that thing happen, man. He, he just he walks up on it and he just interrupts it. Like who? What is he doing? Like this is their moment. This is their moment. They've been. This is their whole life. And he's just like, hey man, I'm standing right here. No, let it happen. <laughs> like give him some space. Him I, some I space. think he's doing the same thing regardless if he knows Jesus. Ah, that right. was a painful kiss. No, but the second one was a little better. They didn't even have a second kiss. Well, they were, but it was going to be it, it was, fault. But you don't know. Yeah, you're right. You don't know. But how do you get better if you don't practice? Honestly, that's not realistic. You don't go from like that first kiss to a... Uh, a really good kiss? A really good... Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, he, he's you, still stopping listen, it. But if you're going to practice a bunch, why not practice in these fake bodies? <laughs> because there's no like real skin in the game. <laughs> it's, it's fake making out, it's, dude. It's fake making out. Doesn't it's really fake count. making out. Yeah, okay. Doesn't really count. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I think he, he rallies a little bit. Like, I think... Um. Hmm. Yeah, he comes to more. Yeah, I think they would have more lives. I think. Listen, I think he didn't. He didn't appreciate being sacrificed for the good of the team. <laughs> I didn't appreciate. Look, man, whether of Jesus or not, nobody's appreciating. Nah, you're that. right. Yeah, probably right. Uh, but the, the thing, the thing though, are you talking about this when he is pushed out <laughs> of of the airplane with the rhinos yeah. circling? Look, he got himself in that situation. 
Yeah, he's he, a backpack guy. Yeah. You have one job, hold the backpack and everything inside the backpack. Yeah. You can't hold on to the gym. The most important thing, that's on you. You deserved it. You deserve to get pushed out of a helicopter at that point. I, so I do Bold think- statement? Maybe. No, I don't know. That's probably true. I think what's interesting is his character who is, I mean, every character in this movie is comic relief probably, which is kind of weird. Yeah. So it works out. I think it works out well though. All of them have their moments of being funny. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, like basically at this point, I think he, he at the end gives, I think, the the big picture speech at the end where he talks about like hey you only have one life to live like what are you going to do with it i I write it's a lot easier to be brave when you have lives to spare it's a lot harder when you only have one yeah so it's spencer said that yes to to fridge to fridge and fridge responds you've always only had one life i think i think fridge did find jesus in this movie (laughs) yeah hey no he makes a massive turn he makes a big turn at the end yeah because he goes from this insecure jerk to somebody that actually has the capability of of loving people Mm -hmm. even if they're not like him yep and when they when they get out of jumanji you can even see a little bit of the the shift yeah the shift of he he is able to interact well with people outside of his role or mm-hmm. his clique that we talk about here's here's what's super valuable about, about this though is i think every ministry wherever you're listening to this um you can recognize one or two people that are like fridge that come that if they just if it clicked for them if they latched on to jesus watch out they're gonna have massive influence yeah, they where they are potential they they have the capability of of jumping lanes like i was talking about earlier like they might be the jock and they have but they can jump within different groups of people different spheres different circles and they can bring people to jesus and so i think this is good because i think i really even though it's it's a little it's a little much how they portray high school like it's exaggerated a little bit i think it's pretty spot on with that type of student he is yeah, and what he struggles with and how his identity is just completely wrapped in yep and being the guy yep and I think what's so cool about the whole shift for him in this scenario would be once you, I think once you come to terms with the fact that like you're a child of God and so I, so is everybody else. Yes. Now it's easier for you to like interact with people you wouldn't normally interact with. Well, and I think, yeah, you, you start to understand I'm the guy here. I'm the man, right? When I don't know Jesus, I'm using that for my benefit. Like you said, like I, I'm using it for my clout. I'm using it for my platform for my influence but when you understand oh man jesus was about other people and loving other people it goes from i'm the man this is for me to oh man i have influence i got to bring people into this i got to use this platform that i've been gifted so that i can bring other people on my campus in yeah it's no longer you for you it's you for jesus convince me this movie's based on the bible I'll go first. I'm going to make mine really, really quick. Okay. Because this has a lot to do with what I talked about with Fridge. This this whole movie is about identity. It's all about discovering who you are. It's all about discovering uh, how do I fit in? Who am I? Because we see four, four teenagers and real life high schoolers get shifted into Jumanji and their new bodies. They're just trying to figure out who the heck am I? Right? And it's the same thing with our life. We, we, are, we are all, we've all been created by um, a loving God. And we have all at some point, whether whether it's longer or shorter, go on on this this faith journey of who am I? Where do I fit in within this world? What is my purpose? Um, and ultimately, we arrive at this place when we know Jesus that man, God made me because He loves me, and my my identity is found in Him and nothing else. So, uh, boom, done. 
That's it. That's it. Identity. This whole movie is about our identity in Christ. Yeah, that's basically what I was going to say. I was going to say it's about the idea, like this is based on 1 Corinthians 12, this idea that there's one body. Again, he's way more spiritual than me. He came with the verse. <laughs> one body, many parts. So the idea that like, hey, we as the church, like mm. the church is made up of all these different people and we've all been created and been given, like, been given gifts and it's okay that you don't have all the gifts. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that's, I mean, for me, just personally, that's something that I struggle with because I sometimes just think, like I want to do everything. Yeah. And uh, just learning and realizing that I have not been equipped to do everything. Yeah. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm really bad at things. Mm. Like I'm in a, and you can convince yourself that hey, if you just do everything, it'll be fine. But realizing, hey, I've been designed a certain way to do certain things really well. And Taylor's been designed a certain way. And everybody's been designed different ways. And if we can come together, we're so much more valuable than we are. I mean, the, the, obviously the Bible talks about it comparing it to the body. Like you have an eye, you have an arm, you have a leg. And all of those things do different things and they're all equally valuable. Yeah. You need all of them to to move as a body. You need mm-hmm. all of them to be a church. And in this in this scenario, we need all the different roles yeah. to be Jumanji. <laughs> find that stone, dude. Gotta get that stone. Gotta find the stone. I think, I mean, I, I thought it was, it's an interesting idea in the movie in general of just like, hey, mm-hmm. Like we are, we are built to do certain things. And I thought it was, what's interesting about the dichotomy of the movie is they don't understand that initially. And I was thinking about that. It's the grass is always greener on the other side. I think a lot of times high school students, they, they have an idea of who they are and where they fit in. I, I'm, I'm in the band. I I play, I'm in the marching band. I play this instrument. This is where I fit in. I play basketball. I'm a jock. This is where I fit in. Um, I'm an academic. I'm really, really smart. This is where I fit in. And I think sometimes we almost like idolize and romanticize what other people do. I'm an academica. I'm really smart. I know I'm good at this, but man, I see that. I see that varsity basketball player over there. Man, what would it be like to be him? That'd be so cool. And I think that kind of happens in this movie. We see people we have Spencer, for instance, is, well, is, say, is a nerd. Almost, is it almost, I think the, instead of using Spencer again, we talk about Spencer all the time. Martha and Martha, Martha and Bethany, like their, they their literally interaction. Swap. Yeah. Bethany, a pretty high school girl, mm-hmm. goes into this overweight, <laughs> ugly dude, also known as Jack Black. And Martha goes from uh, just like a, a normal high school girl that's super smart into this. I mean, she's, yeah, she's supposed to be the like nerd. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's just interesting because they learn too. The grass isn't greener on the other side. Actually, who I was in real life is who I enjoy being. This is what I was created to be. And I think it's just a testament to, man, God has created us in a certain way. He He masterfully created us to do something wonderful in this life. And the more time that we spend thinking about what it would be like to be somebody else or, or have the type of influence somebody else has, I think we lose out on the true gift that God has given us. And I know that's something our students struggle with because I have conversations with them about that. Yeah. It's easy to think, I, I don't know, I think it's easy to think that you're the only one whose life is tough. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we do with that is we think that, man, well, my life is tough because like my specific scenario. And then we look at someone. And so this happened, this happened specifically in the movie with Bethany and Martha, where is it Martha? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So she's, she's talking to Bethany like, hey, like your life is so great. Like yeah. your life is so good. And and Bethany's able to kind of flip it on its back. Like, hey, no, like I mean, like it's tricky for me too. And I don't like I'm I'm actually a little bit jealous of you mm-hmm. and this vice versa thing. And I thought I think it's just an interesting dichotomy, is exactly what you said. This idea of 
we all want to belong somewhere. And instead of like appreciating how we've been designed, mm-hmm. we we want to belong the way they belong. Yeah. And we, we look across the way. I mean, if only I belonged the way they did, if only I had the things they had, yep. my life would be easier. It'd be better. I'd be, it'd be like, I wouldn't have all this anxiety. I wouldn't have all these problems, mm-hmm. but oftentimes the same can be said in reverse. Yeah. And so just being able to realize that you've been gifted a certain thing. That's okay. Like it's okay that you're not good at everything. Yeah. That's how it works. Yep. And I think too, it's just, it's something that I think we, we as people in general, especially students, um, we, we build up these, these walls and we see this happening within these characters. They build up these walls so that people can't see their true self. So we look at Bethany, she's like, again, I have my stuff, but I have these walls of like this, this persona um, of who I want you to perceive me to be. And the only reason I have that is so that you don't really see the true, the true me. So I think that's like a very valuable thing that we can engage in with students to have conversation about. Yeah, I mean, I love, I mean, this is just from Corinthians to say, in fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we close ourselves um, with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts um, that should not be seen. It, basically, this idea is like, hey, we're in this together. Like mm-hmm. all of these parts matter and we need all of them. And so be encouraged that you're created by a creator. And I think this movie does an awesome job of just talking about, hey, like you have gifts and talents. Yep. And obviously this movie isn't talking about like how they're using them for the like for Jesus. Mm-hmm. But that I think is not that hard of a shift. Yeah. Uh, and you, I think you even mentioned this earlier. You kind of see even the way that they interact together post Jumanji. Yeah. Sets them up to actually have the ability to like, oh, this this influence that we have together could actually be a lot more than we had separated. Mm-hmm. And so utilizing, and that's the cool thing that we get to do in ministry is convincing students that Jesus is for everybody. What if this character was in your small group? So premise of this is that we are each going to pitch a character from this movie to the other person and kind of talk about how this person, like what if this specific person was in your small group at church? Uh, they were a high school student in your group, a junior high student in the group. What, what would you as a coach, what, what would you do to make sure that this person felt comfortable? They felt like they were a part of something. That's the premise. Okay, here, I'm going to go first. What if Professor Russell Van Pelt's lead goon was in your small group? This is the guy, the big dude, uh, bald, has some facial hair, and ultimately Professor Van Pelt kills with the scorpion that comes out of his mouth. That one scene. All right, so I was just gonna—I was gonna pitch you just Van Pelt in general. Oh, sweet! Let's, I think we should just talk about it like this. Van Pelt doesn't get a lot of play, so here's the scenario: we're both answering the same one. This is on the fly, obviously, but let's just do it this way. So, what all if, right, all right. What if Van Pelt? Hard one eighty here. The Professor Van Pelt, that guy. Okay. What if he was in our small group? And a couple, so let's translate that. Yeah. So first off, so. I'll translate this because I, I wrote this down. This kind of you clearly prepared for for this okay. one. So. Uh, so you got a dude in your group who's like just like the weird bug guy. <laughs> just, no, it's uh, springing fossils to your yeah, room. He's just weird stuff. He's and, not reading the room very well. No, every week he's got a nobody wants to see your insects. <laughs> nobody wants to see your ant farm. Oh, uh, he's probably has a glass eye. Yeah, uh, yeah. This person we have, and basically. Here's the premise. There's a person in your group, there's a kid in your group that 
just has a has a hard time interacting with other people. Yep. Like they they are like their their idea of a good time is like letting a scorpion crawl out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't. So the sidebar in this movie, this the bad guy is like kind of scary. In this, Very like, scary. In this like little kid movie. Oh my gosh, he's terrifying. Yeah, he's got centipedes crawling off his ears. Yeah. Well, and when they first get to Jumanji and they do the cutaway scene, he's like a normal looking dude. Seems fine. And yeah. then it took one jaguar stone to turn this dude into a weird insect guy. I know. I. I at the, at the end when. Um, did you when think Bethany, of some, did you think of somebody when you were a kid from your from your church that you're like oh this was a it kid? was probably me. yes <laughs> I'm thinking of myself I was the weird kid my dad was the pastor I, yeah like, uh, I, no I, it confuses me because when he has control of all those snakes at the end with Bethany and I in my head I was I was rewatching this again and I thought she only had one life left I same so I was like I was thinking crap what she can do and then, so what I thought was gonna happen was I thought that. This is what I, this is Jake pitch of this movie, which isn't right at all. I thought like she was going to get bit and it was going to be like, oh no. And then Fridge is going to come and be like, oh, that's not a poisonous snake. You're okay. <laughs> zoology. Yeah, that's what, like zoology. That's yeah, what I, I thought it was, I, I, cause the same, I forgot that she had two lives cause I'm like, well, we're in a bit of a predicament right yeah, now. In my time. head, I was, I was thinking that she was going to show that she had a fake Stone, I don't know where they would have gotten the fake stone. Mm. And really, The Rock had it on the motorcycle going up. Also, The Rock motorcycling up that cliff, like straight vertical. So (laughs) sick. So sick. But here's what's funny about So when he summons the snakes and they slowly pop their heads up and slowly turn towards towards Bethany Mm -hmm. to kill her. Yeah. That's the equivalent of a superhero movie where the the villain's about to kill the superhero. It's monologuing. And and it's monologuing. (laughs) And ultimately, within the five-minute monologue, the, the superhero fight figures it away to, to yeah. not die. She's like, oh, it's I think the same thing. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. What are you doing? Cuts hey. to the rock like seven miles away still. <laughs> like, you're, man, you ain't going to make it. Yeah. You ain't going to make it. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, Van, so Van Pelt. Yeah, we have – you know who this, this kid is. It's – yeah, it's someone who just has a hard time socially mm-hmm. connecting and and not – and so that's one thing. But there, there's someone who's like vocally – having a hard time socially connecting and so like yeah. they might they so they're not maybe aware that they're having mm-hmm. a hard time like they're not aware that the things they keep talking about are making the rest of the group uncomfortable <laughs> like you have man like you like mm. oh you there's a tarantula on your hand like i'm not okay with that really yeah but he he or she doesn't realize that yeah and obviously it might not be a tarantula but what would be because this is super normal i mean and, and this is let me clarify I hope this is normal at your church. 100%. And I hope that your church and our church is a place where any person feels comfortable. Like that's the power of Jesus. Yep. But that doesn't make it easy to deal with as a coach leading a bunch of high schoolers. And high schoolers, we all know this. I mean, high schoolers, nicest people in the world. <laughs> they, they'll be great. Oh my gosh. They'll, yeah. they'll just welcome they'll him with ra- open arms. rally around him or her. Yeah. Or it'll just be a wonderful, it'll be a moment. All right. And that probably hasn't happened. So I got, what, I got my answer. Okay. I'm going to find in that group, while you have that one kid that's like Professor Van Pelt, mm-hmm. you also have that one kid that's uh, Dr. Bravestone. Y- you have the rock in your group too, who, who, yeah. who is the leader of the group, yep. who has the influence in your group. And I think this is a moment where you can you can call a student up. You can challenge them up. Um, I think you can, 
take a quick survey of your group and you can pick out one, two, three students that actually have real influence. When they say people, people go, when they speak, people listen, they can determine the climate of, of the small group. And so I'm challenging that student to go do something about that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that, that brave stone kid to the side and be like, hey, let's just call it like it is. We recognize that there's this student that doesn't quite fit in. I, I want to put it on you to figure out how can we get him involved? How can we make him feel like he has has a space here? He keeps coming back. I want you to check in on him. And so I, I think it's a great moment to empower students to be leaders yep. and your influencers, influencers in your group um, to step up and uh, really love this kid. Right. Yeah. And, cause, and as much as we joke about high schoolers, junior hires not being great at that initially, I think when when asked to be that, mm-hmm. I think oftentimes they're way better at it than me. Yeah. And so, and I think, so you, you can notice that right away and you can do a good job of it, but if you can rally some students on board and whether, I don't know, I mean, I used to be a teacher and you'd have like a new kid would come and every school, it seems like would have some kids that would be like the new kid kid. Yeah. So if someone new came, these are the couple kids that, Hey, I want you to hang out with this person today, walk around with them, show them where they're going. And you know who you need to pick. There are kids you wouldn't pick. Mm-hmm. And you know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> you know who they are. That they're they're instead of instead of lifting this other kid up, are actually going to just use it as a way to like lift themselves up. They're going to yeah. poke fun of this kid in a different way so that they now can be be lifted up. And so you you got to pick these people smart. They're people that are are really just kind, like yep. people that are kind but also have some pull. Mm-hmm. And I and I think what was what's fun about the Spencer character in this movie is. I think Spencer has like Spencer is kind, and then he's been given this like rock ability of being able to like have this like smolder. <laughs> he like has the ability to to convince people this is the right move. Yeah. But his but his heart is kind, and he's he's not using that for his own good. And so mm-hmm. I think that's that's the tone. Well, and I, so I think that's spot on. If you if you have a, the ability to bring some other kid or multiple kids in. Yeah. What do you do if you don't have that kid? What if it's very clear that everybody else feels as though this kid shouldn't be in this group or does not fit in yeah I, so i don't i don't like to do this often but i don't think it's ever bad to if there if there's a scenario where to have a conversation with your group just when that kid isn't there yeah like hey because everybody's aware of it mm-hmm. and so you're just you're just have to, this is your opportunity to honestly explain what it means to be like jesus yeah and I need you while you're here to try to be like Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus would, Jesus would let this person be a part of what's going on and then bring them in. And I also think a great opportunity to encourage them and just speak through the idea of what we talked about earlier, that like we're all, we're all created differently. And usually when you get to know someone, like you're going to find that they're, they're really good at something. You're not, they have something like we don't, we don't not have anything in common with like someone like there's always at least something we gotta make jokes about like i have nothing in common with you but like if you work at it we have something in common with everybody yeah and you can make that happen you can have that conversation and the reality is what you might have in common is the youth group yeah and that's okay you're that's both totally there together fine. and so for that hour every sunday or every saturday talk about that mm-hmm. talk about how that's going talk about what the conversation is and is if your group time stays centered on what you're doing there and not just isn't just like crazy town I know it's, it's good to have a little bit of both, but if it's less crazy town and more like actual conversation, there'll be less, there'll be less margin for someone who is perceived as odd to stand out. If that sure. makes sense. Yep. That's good. 
I just I I love that so much. That's that's so good. I think I think we've both been whether we were a student or a pastor been in a group where you had that kid. Yep. And students didn't really rally around that kid until that kid opened up about something real in their life mm-hmm. and you can you can always scan the room and everybody just feels guilty. Yeah. Oh man. If all if only we knew this was happening, maybe we would have treated him differently. And so this is something that I've seen a lot and it definitely is something that I hope would um me as a pastor would lean into and maybe look for it more because I would just hate for that student that might not fit in mm-hmm. for for it to come to uh to to that moment to be accepted. Like I want it to happen before that. Yeah. So yeah, so I think as you as a coach, you as a coach can ask good questions specifically of them. I think you're gonna have to if you're in a space where someone's the odd person out, you're gonna have to do a good job as a coach of not just allowing the same two people to talk all the time. Yep. So and let's say so sometimes the odd person out is the person that talks nonstop and no one wants to listen to them. And in that scenario, it's the same thing. You, you gotta you're gonna have to start being very direct. And say, hey, we've already heard from you. Let's hear from someone else. And start calling on people to like let them realize that hey, this is not just going to be the like mono- it's not going to be like Taylor Monopoly. Yeah, you're not going to talk this whole time. We're going to pass it around, let other people talk, and you can call on people, mm-hmm. and that's totally okay. And I think you should feel empowered as a student coach to lead your group that way. Yeah, to to own that circle, to own that space, and and really just be like, hey, you're here for this reason. I'm going to take advantage of this. Is there a truth to Let's use the insects example. The insects. Uh, yeah. You you have that kid. He's bringing insects to your group. Whatever it is, and just Big like tarantulas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there is there uh, is there power in you as a as a coach? One random night, you bring an insect to. You have nothing that yes. you want to do with insects, but you're you're like, I know that this kid likes insects. Nobody else does. Can I try and normalize this? I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna go to PetSmart and bring a bag of crickets. I like. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And kind of show to the group it actually isn't that weird i'm into it maybe you're not fully into it but you're trying I was, so no, I, normalizing it six, i was a sixth grade teacher before i did this job and there was a kid in our sixth grade class uh, i forget his name but it's probably not important but he so um like on the spectrum a little bit yeah so and he this big he's like my he's huge he's like six foot two like dang uh really big kid like the funniest kid mm-hmm. obviously like not obviously but he was just super funny and he, one of his things was he he couldn't control like his gas, and so so he would just Same. yeah, and so he would just like fart all the time yeah, and people would kind of like and just poke fun at him obviously yeah. for just farting all the time, and so I, <laughs> I no joke as a sixth grade teacher like multiple times in the class would do the thing like hey guys 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 be quiet be quiet be quiet be quiet I have a gift and then I would just fart really loud. <laughs> And no, but that's br- that's yeah, normalizing and, this thing. Yes, and I don't know if that's like very. I'm sure some mom somewhere was like, yeah. "Can't believe your teacher farted." But, but I think there's something to be said about like, hey, that thing that we've all decided is weird. It's really not that weird. Yeah, and you would more rather have that conversation with that mom that's like, "That's kind of weird," as opposed to having conversations about this kid getting bullied. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think you can. I think you can lean in. I think you can lean in sure. and, and engage in that. I think you have to a little bit because yep. really, really, that's all that. Usually, they want. They just want to feel accepted. Yeah. If students are bringing in weird stuff, like they want to feel accepted. Yeah, yeah, and I think if we look at Jesus, Jesus showed this on such a practical level. Jesus stepped in into people's lives. Hmm? A lot of different types of people. Yeah, people that had different baggage, had different 
quirks and, and, and different things about them. And so us as leaders, we can do the same, like step into their life. Even if that means you have to learn about insects, maybe a little <laughs> bit. I, like, I don't know. Yep. But I, and I'm not saying, man, that like that needs to dominate your attention. But I think there there's a little bit of space that you can operate in that and normalize it and maybe try to connect with that student a little bit. Yeah, I, I'll say that I'll end this, this thought. I don't know if you ever read the comics, Calvin Hobbes. Yeah, so, I mean, I haven't read a lot of them, but yeah, I've read a few. so there's a there's one that has stuck with me. It's this like, it's this image of Calvin, and he is holding up his stuffed tiger to his mom, and his mom is like leaning in to kiss it while rolling her eyes. Yeah, and I think that's just such a great image of like engaging with something that you know is silly mm-hmm. engaging with something that you know is is like it's i mean this scenario is make believe it's not real but you engaging in this space means the world to that kid yeah means the world to to calvin it could be the very thing that keeps that kid around. yeah it's the it's the thing that keeps that kid around and so being a coach that's willing to engage in something that's weird or different or learn about it and i'm not saying go like go crazy but yeah. there, there's nothing stopping you as a coach mm-hmm. from learning a little bit about anime if yeah. the kid wants to talk about anime like and, and so whatever it is um yeah do a little research and i think if you came back the next week and like you said asked him some like pointed questions about like hey man I, so last week i i found this beetle in my backyard and i looked it up and i think it's this kind of beetle mm-hmm. I, that would i think that would go miles Post credits. Thanks for thanks for hanging with us. Two two just things that maybe you can think about the rest of the day after listening to this. So one one I think from from us would just be like, hey, think think about how like you've been designed, how you've been creative uh, created. What things do you have that you feel like like God's put into your life? to make you valuable, to make you like important because, mm-hmm. because you've been given a gifting and think about, think about what those are. And then second, think about how you're using those things for his kingdom. Yep. Like, are you using those in, in a space that allows you to be a great leader or are you using those in a space that is really, is the place you're serving, letting you use the things you're good at to help reach people for Jesus? That's kind of the question. Think about that. That's good. And for us as leaders within a, within a student, um, small group in a, in a youth group, I, I think a lot of times we always like to talk about the influence in our group and, and times we, we sometimes forget about that one student that might be a little different, a little bit odd. And so we would just hope this conversation would, would kind of get your mind thinking through how could we engage with that student? If we have that student in our small group um, at our church that uh, comes on a Saturday or Sunday night, how can I engage him? What we know is this. Um, Every name, every student is valuable to Jesus. Therefore, it needs to be valuable to us. And so just making an effort to make sure there's a space for that student that might not feel like they have space. Yeah. What specific thing could you learn a little bit about this week? Yeah. To connect more with that one kid. What insect do you need to learn about? (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Next week, we're going to watch the movie Jurassic World. Wow. With uh, Chris Pratt. So... This is this yeah. is one of the few movies that I wish w- was real. Like, like there was an actually a place I could go True. that had dinosaurs. Yeah, come back next week to see if uh, the T Rex would make a good youth coach. <laughs>